You are listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, JT the Brick. You know, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. For well over a year, I told you all Yannick Ngakwe was coming to the Raiders. I felt he was the perfect fit for the Silver and Black, even before Gus Bradley came here. And now he's the edge rusher for the Silver and Black. Yannick, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Raider Nation. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me. How you feeling? I couldn't feel better because, you know, I've been saying your name around the clock for over a year because after Khalil Mack left and the Raiders made that financial decision, the Raiders have been looking for someone exactly like you, explosive off the edge who can get low, can come around, strip sack, and do it all, and now you're here. What's the welcome been like? What's the organization been like? How happy are you? And I'm super happy to be a Raider. You know, it's a perfect split, a fit, like you said earlier, and, um, you know, just by Gus being there, it's just a familiar defense that I'm, I'm really uh, familiar with. Also, uh, that's a defense that I was in for like my first two years. So it's just a perfect ideal situation. You got a lot of guys up there that wants to win. Coach Gruden, uh, Mayock, everybody, they, they're just all in on winning, and that's the kind of atmosphere I want to be a part of. What is it about this defense and the style of Gus from your time, obviously, in Jacksonville to the Legion of Boom when he was there before Jacksonville. He became a head coach, and now he's the defensive coordinator. What do you like about the system and especially the work preparation at practice all week? Yeah, super simple. You know, the system is um, see, a li- uh, see a little, you see a lot. So, basically, uh, Gus, he makes it where you don't have to think a lot. You can just go and play football, especially as a defensive lineman in that scheme. Uh, it's not too many responsibilities you have, and you could play free, and that's what makes that defense so effective. I remember when you were the Gatorade High School Football Player of the Year from D.C. You were on the map at a very early age for being an explosive player. So walk me through the D.C. run to get to Maryland. What were the early years like for you? Were you really good as a Pop Warner player before you went to high school? How would you get involved in football? Uh, you know, football was always a thing that uh, it allowed me to escape, you know, from everything I was, that was going on in my life. And, um you know, uh, I really feel like I blossomed to a good player, you know, maybe my last year in college, I would say. Um, that's when I finally really, I grasped, like, the true, true um, details of football. And it's not about always, you know, getting sacks and stuff like that. You know, you got to set edges and things like that. So, um, I feel like, uh, like I said, in college, it all uh, it all happened for me. But uh, at the same time, uh, football's always been a love of mine. Uh, I love it, just the competition in it. There's nothing like it, so. Yannick Ngakwe is our guest. What do you need to improve on? What have you been doing with conditioning, your workouts, and in preparation to come to the Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, man, I've just been going back to the basics. You know, um, when I had a nice, really nice year in 2017, it was a certain uh, kind of training I was doing with uh, one of my trainers uh, back home. We got back together to um, get this train rolling, so I'm back doing that, that kind of training right now. And, um, you know, just trying to put myself in the best shape possible. Uh, always trying to stay ready and um, yeah, just studying the game, studying the the older guys, the greats that played before me. I like to do that as well. And the thing I can improve on, you know, is all aspects of my game. Um, I feel like I can improve on um, breaking tape down even more, so I can see plays even faster. And um, yeah, man, just 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 trying to polish every single aspect of it. You know, I love that uh, the the big player of my youth, the greatest player I ever saw live ever was Lawrence Taylor on defense. And as a guy who was a linebacker initially, then could play the edge, could stop the run, could chase a quarterback. 
down from behind. When you talk about the greats that you look at, I'm sure he's one of them. Give me a couple other ones that you think you can mix and, uh, mix and match your skill set with. Yeah, man, a guy like Kevin Green. You know, he's a guy mm-hmm. that, um, rest in peace of Kevin Green, he's a guy that's been on multiple teams, you know, um, and everywhere he's went, he's produced, and he was a leader. And uh, just the way he approached the game, he was they called him a hard worker for a reason. You know, that was, that was his old M.O., around the NFL, and um, I feel like that's a guy I can model my game after. Uh, it was a point in time where he was in the Carolina Panthers, if I'm not mistaken, and he was, mm-hmm. you know, getting played out of position a little bit, and he finally got to a place where he can play his uh, his true, you know, open side five technique, and he flourished as a player. So if I could name a player, that would be a guy that I really want to emulate. Seeing the Raiders last year, they should have been a playoff team. They had a couple of big losses almost collapses at the end of the games where they looked like they were going to win. And there was, I'll tell you, from hosting the pre- and post-game show with the team, pre-game and then after the game, after Coach Gruden spoke, it was rough because these are games that should have been won, should have been put away. And a lot of the heat went on the defense. The defensive coordinator was let go. So you come in with a little bit of pressure on it because everybody in the Raider Nation wants to see this defense deliver quickly do you feel that pressure since you signed? No pressure at all. This is what I do. Um, this is what, you know, uh, Mayock and Gruden, they brought me here to do. They brought me here to lead, and they brought me here to play winning football. So that's nothing. It's just I embrace the opportunity, and I embrace the talent. How about how about Rod Marinella? He's something. When his voice gets going, I'm sure it's been all pleasantries now, but the Gus Bradley connection with Rod Marinelli and Coach Gruden, tell us about that. Yeah, man, Coach Rob, man. Uh, it speaks for itself for him, and he just loves football 100%. That's the first thing uh, we talked about is my talent matching uh, production. And he's like, you know what, Unique, we haven't even reached the level of where you can get to and where you can bring this team to help us win. And I'm just trying to accept that challenge and trying to find things that I can do to polish my game even more to help this team win football games. Yannick Ngakwe as we wrap it up. So you talk about leadership it's a big part of the history of the Raiders, from Al Davis to the legends who have played. I mentioned Ted Hendricks, Jim Otto, uh, George Atkinson, the legends that have played Phil Villapiano on defense, Howie Long. And they played in the greatest games, the biggest games, and now, Yannick, no one's played. No fans have seen the Raiders play in that stadium. Does it feel like a really fresh new start for you, along with this fan base, to get to know each other? Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to win uh... – a lot of great uh, games for Raider uh, football, and at the same time, it's just uh, it's crazy. Like you said, like we, we really haven't broken the stadium yet. We really haven't yeah. had a true capacity to see this football team flourish, and it's a perfect storm for sure. And one more from the years in Jacksonville, the Minnesota and the Ravens. For those who said the path has been a little bit bumpy, playing for a couple of teams recently. What don't we know about that? Because you got an agent, teams, there's GMs, owners, and all that. No one cares about that in Vegas. They want you to be great here. But what about the last couple of years and why you moved around? What's the backstory? Uh, you know, I just wanted to, you know, I needed a fresh start out of Jacksonville. So uh, I got traded to Minnesota. I had a fresh start in Minnesota. I had a great time with uh, Coach uh, Patterson, Andre. He was my defensive line coach. And uh, we got a call as far as, um, you know, an opportunity for me to be able to go back home and be closer to my mom. And I thought it would be a, a smart thing to do as far as the fit. And that's the true uh, details behind the story. So I decided to leave Minnesota. I didn't get traded. I could have stayed in Minnesota if I wanted to for the rest of the season. And um, unfortunately, when I went to the Ravens, it wasn't really a good fit as far as how 
my skill set was being utilized, but God does everything for a reason. So I'm just super excited to be a Raider now. Uh, personally, with your family and your friends, last one, what does everybody think of Vegas? How happy are you to be in this community? There's a lot of upside here from real estate to entertainment, but I know you're focused on football. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a great, great, great place. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big UFC fan, so, you know, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool to be able to play football in the hub of that, but on a, uh, on a bigger note, I'm just ready to give back to the community. As soon as, as soon as we get things rolling, I can't wait to uh, venture off and branch into any opportunities to help people that need help uh, coming from similar places as me. And that's one of my major goals is to help the community. That's big. On, that's big for me, especially as I'm getting older and I'm realizing how important it is uh, just to give back because. You know, it wasn't done for me, so somebody has to do it. Whatever I can do to help you launch that and volunteer my time, I would love to do it because I'm the guy that said you were coming to the Silver and Black, so you're making <laughs> me look good. Yannick, thanks a lot for doing this. I look forward to meeting you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, JC. We'll talk. Touchdown, Las Vegas. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians, but we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited. Excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com. A lot of people on that Raiders mobile app. Thanks to the Raiders for that. We welcome in the newest member of the Silver and Black defensive tackle. Solomon Thomas. Solomon, welcome to the Raider Nation. Thrilled to have you. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Couldn't be better. Tell me about the journey for you. Before we get to coming to the Raiders, I want to talk about your early youth, Chicago, Sydney, Australia, then you flash in high school and go to Stanford. What a journey for a young football player, (laughs) even before you got to college. Tell us about that. Yes, sir. Yeah, football uh, definitely wasn't going on from the beginning. Yeah, so I was born in Chicago. Um, lived there for a couple of years, and my family, my dad's job, he worked for Procter & Gamble, um, moved us to Australia for about five years. And after that, we were in Connecticut for three, and then after Connecticut, we moved to Texas where I finally started playing football, and uh, from there went to Stanford and the Niners and now the Raiders. Um, but, yeah, so I didn't start playing football until, yeah, Texas. So I was a swimmer before then. So um, in Australia, you know, big big swimming culture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I grew up swimming, and that, that was really the only sport I played until uh, – it's incredible. Do you, do you think in the long run, all the moving around, because you, you have friends and you lose friends and you're traveling all over the world at this point in time, did that help you to become, to be the man you are today? Definitely. You know, you see, uh, seeing different people, seeing different cultures and environments, you know, that definitely helped me, you know, grow into who I am today, you know, learning different perspectives and different on life, you know, getting to see a different country, you know, that was huge on, you know, my sister and I growing up. So, you know, definitely shaped who I am today. And, uh, you know, it just gave me a, a broader perspective. You had a brilliant run at Stanford. Uh, before we get to football at Stanford, I always ask people who go there because it's the elite school in America. Did you hang out with guys who ended up being billionaires through all these venture deals? I'm sure there's a story or two of someone you studied with or someone you know went on to a VC deal and made a lot of money, huh? You know, I'm sure I have plenty of class- <laughs> classmates who have already cashed out in some big VC deals and, and stuff or created some big businesses. But I just remember like when I was a, a freshman, we were doing freshman intros in our dorm and, um, you know, people were talking about how they already created companies. And one of the girls in my dorm uh, just comes out and she's like, yeah, when I was 14, I created silly bands. And I was like, oh, wow, silly bands. Like that's a big deal. Like, 
so you know the people there are incredible and, and you know they're changing the world in so many ways so you know very blessed to you know be at the university of stanford solomon thomas is our guest so you come out of stanford third pick overall in 2017 what type of pressure were you dealing with to live up to that hype when you came to the niners out of college you know it definitely was you know in a, in a different headspace you know just trying to uh you know, in the spot where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my dream. I'm playing the NFL, you know, I'm the third pick. I need to perform. And then, you know, I'm extremely hard on myself. You know, anyone who knows me um, knows how much I expect out of myself and how much, you know, I push myself and want myself to be the best. So, um, you know, a lot of pressure on myself. And, you know, um, you know, so there was a lot going on there. But, you know, it definitely made me into who I am today. And, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from it. So, um, you know, it's in, in total picture. Um, I've grown from it. I've learned. I've matured. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm who I am today because of it. Solomon Thomas is our guest. So what didn't work with the 49ers with your skill set and the scheme that had you flashing more that were really where you would have stayed with them long term and been a franchise player there forever? What do you think was the key thing that was missing that you think you'll bring to the Raiders now and play at a higher level? You know, definitely, like I just talked about from the beginning, you know, just my mindset wasn't right coming in the NFL. You know, I was I was still young. Um, you know, I, I should have been more confident, more believing in myself when I when I first came out. But um, you know, playing uh, on the edge was hard for me um, when I first got to the league. Uh, I was the inside player in college and really only played three three tech and one tech. I didn't I didn't really play five, seven, nine, six or anything like that. And so when I got to the league and was kind of shoved out there, it was it was kind of new for me and weird. And um, took me a while to get used to. And so uh, you know. Finally, when I was moved back inside uh, the last couple of years, you know, finally, uh, you know, doing what, what I know how to do and, and, and playing a lot better uh, for sure is, is the right place for me. So, you know, I'm, I'm just so excited and I, I truly feel like uh, my career is just starting, you know, year five. I feel like I'm finally in the right spot. I feel like, um, you know, I'm back in the right position and I feel like I'm ready to you know, show the greatness of Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas is our guest. What did you see from Robert Sala as a really good coordinator and a position coach? Now he's a head coach with the Jets, where you can make a comparison to Gus Bradley, former head coach who comes to be your coach now on the defense for the Silver and Black. Those are two coaches that have some pretty good track records. I definitely, you know, uh, Coach Sala is, is awesome. You know, he loves his players. Um, you know, he's pretty, he's a, he's a cool guy. You know, he loves story time. Um, but you know he's a guy who's detailed about his work. Um, he's he comes in every day fired up, ready to ready to practice, ready to play. And he's a guy who's going to give his players all, and that's why his players love him. Um, and you can tell the same with Coach Bradley. You know, you know they're both amazing, genuine human beings, but they're also geniuses like on the, on the football field. So you know, I'm I'm very blessed to be playing for Coach Bradley and blessed to have played for Coach Sala. We just had Yannick Ngakwe on, and I think the real thing that Raider fans want to know Solomon from you is if you could be dominant, if you could be a Pro Bowl player, because Cleveland Farrell comes in from Clemson, plays a national championships game with Dabo, Mad Max on the edge, explodes onto the scene. He wants to get better. And then a whole bunch of uh, defensive tackles are brought in along with you. It feels like it's American Idol for a tryout, and who's going to be able to last? But your resume is much more accomplished as being the third pick overall. So can you dominate again and be an elite player in this league and live up to your potential? Definitely. You know, I, I know I can dim, dominate. I'm excited to dominate. And, you know, being around the guys around me like Max, you know, uh, Anik, um, you know, Quinn, uh, Big Hank, you know, um, Queen, all those guys, they're going to help me dominate and I'm going to help them dominate. So, you know, I'm excited to play on this D-line. And, um, you know, I, I know what I can do. I can get off. Uh, you know, I can destroy the backfield. I, I can get into guards and I can pass rush. So, 
I, you know, I'm excited to show that. And I'm excited to be dominant and make this happen. Does this feel like, because, again, you're young and you've, you've been invested in this league and the Raiders are thrilled to have you, but do you think that this is really a critical point in your career where you have one direction to go? You've got to prove that you could be great in this league, not be an average player, and if you do it in Vegas – no better organization than the Raiders in a brand new market. Yeah, of course, of course, you know, of course, this year is critical. Every year in football is critical because your lifetime is so short in football. But yeah, I mean, I, I live in a mentality of now, and right now, this is the most important year. This is the most important day of my life. So you know, I'm going to give every day I got my all. So uh, this year is, is critical, and I'm excited to just go. Um, you know, show who I am and, and be dominant and be that player that I know I can be. Your pin tweet is really important. When you talked about your sister, who was the light of your life, can you tell us about that side of your life and the tough times you've been through and how you're coming out of it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so my sister, Ella, uh, she died by suicide in 2018. You know, that was tough for my family and I, you know, flipped our world upside down. And, um, you know, it was just really tough on us. And, you know, just kind of uh, put us in the world of mental health and, uh, you know, going through my own grief, going through my own depression and anxiety and just, um, you know, learning from that, learning how to cope. Um, and just, you know, learning what we need in this world and, and how much help we need in the mental health sector. So, you know, that's what my family and I are dedicated to right now. But, um, you know, the side of Ella and me that, you, that everyone sees in me is, you know, is in my smile, is in my laugh, is, you know, in my in my feistness, you know, my little attitude that I get. Um, you know, that's all her. You know, she taught me how to love each day and, and make everyone feel so important. Um, but also, you know, to be yourself and to, and to not look back. So, you know, I'm excited to you know, continue to live my life for her and to continue to, continue to, you know, make a difference in the world and the mental health world. Yeah, you know, we asked you a lot of serious questions about football and your upside and what you can bring, but I guess, Solomon, there's nothing bigger than that, losing your sister, and I can't imagine what that pain is like for you every day and what you want to do going forward for her legacy. So whatever we can do to help you with suicide prevention or anything here on Raider Nation Radio, count on me, and we'd love to help and look forward to meeting you and welcome you to the Raider Nation. Everybody is pulling for you to be a great Raider. Well, that means the world, and I, I really appreciate that. So thank you so much, and I'm, I'm so happy to be a Raider and, and show you guys what I can do. Let's get it. You got it. Take care, Solomon. All the best. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network.